Hey Steady Buddies! So this was supposed to be a Buffy week, but because we had so much fun recording our Beer Bad episode, for reasons that will become very apparent uh, next week, we need a little bit more time to edit that session. So instead, we are going to release our discussion of Angel Season 1, Episode 5, Room with a View, where we talk about apartments, nightmares, and the greater Los Angeles area, as we do for most investigating angels. So again, Buffy will be back next week with Beer Bad. It's such a funny session. And right now, we're going to talk about angels. So please enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Sunnydale Study Group Presents Investigating Angel, the show where we're going episode by episode of Angel here in the Central Library in downtown Los Angeles. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And today, we're going to be chatting about episode five of season one, Room with a View. Oh, boy, I'm excited. Mm. This one gives some spirit to the show. Actually, uh, a lot yes. of spirit. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. a little too much spirit for one episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cue the music. Again, really quickly, just want to say, because we saw him recently, uh, at your birthday, which because of our recording schedule was only a few days ago, right. happy happy belated. Oh, thank you. Thank uh, you. Thanks to everybody online who said stuff, like JP. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it was great. Um, uh, Jimmy Scavone. Yes. our music, so big shout out to Jimmy Scavone. Uh, and his band performs in Los Angeles, if uh, you're able to see them. Yes, he has two bands, actually. So Jimmy, the composer, who was at the birthday, mm-hmm. great guy. Uh, he has the Volcanics, which is a surf band. And the Volcanics are amazing. They're like a legendary surf band. Like they went down to tour. Uh, they did this Mexico uh, concert where it was like a big surf scene. Uh-huh. And they said that the Volcanics are just like known. Like they don't People chase like, through the, the Volcanics streets. Volcanics great. Yeah. Oh, so they're awesome. like the Beatles. Exactly. Or the Monkees in a Monkees movie, but not in real life. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. And then they also toured Italy recently, but you can find them at the Barkley, which is the local haunt of Stephen Ray Morris and Annabot. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, they Both. go to every volcanic show. Uh, or not? No, we haven't had Annabot on yet. We need to have her on. She's yeah. not a huge Buffy fan, but I think she would love to be. Yeah, well, I think she's watched up to season four. Oh, she has. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's about get... where it tests whether you're ready to continue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like two extra coins. Are you ready to go? And you're like, uh, let me think about it. But for <laughs> us, it's an easy, yes, we have a bag full of coins. We're going to be rewatching this later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, and then Alt-Tab Delete. So you can check out Jimmy's bands online. Great. Please do that. Please do that. Uh, all right. So we are here in the Central Library in downtown Los Angeles. Just drove down after sobering up from last week mm. after ingesting quite a bit of beverage. Yes. I mean, it is tax week after all. It is tax week. And something's going to fight the stress back. Yep. <laughs> so why not some enchanted alcohol? Yeah, because it ain't going to be meditation. <laughs> be honest. It's not. Uh, so we are here in Los Angeles to talk about episode five of season one, Room with a View, which for me is the first Angel episode. Yeah, I it marked totally it as the is. first Angel episode. Yeah. Um, so to give a quick recap, and then to give you a little focus on what we're going to be chatting about uh, in this episode, Cordelia is just over her apartment, mm-hmm. which I get. Yeah, it's, it's a tough just apartment, full of cockroaches mm-hmm. and 
potential black mold. Yes, oh, that's a huge problem. Always, mm-hmm. guys, please ventilate. This is a quick PSA. Please ventilate your bathrooms. Make sure that you have air coming in and out to help uh, to help dry any moisture that you have from mm-hmm. your showers or baths. Um, I also recommend storing your toothbrushes away from the open air. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so like if you want to put it in like that little medicine uh, hidden chamber behind your mirror. Huh. Uh, or if you want to put it into a drawer or something. But make sure you dry it first. Don't be afraid to dry your toothbrush and then store it away. You don't need it interacting with all the bathroom air. Oh, my God. I didn't think about any of this. Um, but I am now going to for sure do all that stuff. Right. And it also reminds <laughs> me of the first apartment that I ever had in L.A., which wasn't even an apartment. It was the basement of a giant house in the Cahuenga Pass. I remember this. The yeah. Hollywood Hills. And it had a disco party basement room. That I believe probably had mold. At one point, I started itching. Uh, I'm fine now. It could be so many things. <laughs> it could be many things. But I remember my friend Natalie came in and she was like, I can't walk in this room. It has mold. And I was like, mold or ghosts? Mm-hmm. Because it's probably both. Yeah. But it was this crazy room with mirrors all over the wall. It was the size of a giant basement. It had a pinball machine and the Greek gods were painted on the walls. Mm-hmm. There was a bar. I had my own bar. It was a crazy room. And you lived in it, right? I lived in it. And it was one giant room, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, like, you slept in view of the bar. Yes. Like that kind of situation. Yes. It was all, it was considered a room. It was intended to probably be, like, a basement bumpus room for a bunch of seven, yes. (laughs) A director, but a director who... Spends more time not directing. Yes. And you had, like, Mount Olympus... You had the Pantheon overseeing you, your sleeping body. Yes, exactly. Apollo was over my bed. Artemis was on the following wall. Oh, there was also a player piano. It didn't really? work, it uh, was like So it's just old... a piano? <laughs> yes. But it at one point functioned as a player piano. That's amazing. And that episode, uh, that episode in my life reminds me a lot of this episode. Talking about player pianos really quickly, or ghost pianos, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're ever at the Magic Castle here in Hollywood, mm-hmm. if you ever have the, the pleasure of going, because I think it's an amazing place, uh, there's a piano there um, with a ghostly piano player. Mm-hmm. Take out a dollar bill or two. Irma. Irma. Tip Irma. Put it. Put those dollar bills in the birdcage, and feel free to whisper the request of Firefly. Irma's a fire. Irma's yeah. a brown coat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Irma. yeah. I found it out the good way. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, I highly recommend that. Also, wait, I think I think also to tie it back in this, I think you can whisper to Irma Angel's theme. And I'm pretty sure I heard Irma play Angel's theme. Oh, I'm so. certain Irma can play it. <laughs> Irma is a very talented ghost with a very diverse repertoire mm-hmm. from movie themes to the entertainer. Well, I she, remember the she, <laughs> she unlives in Hollywood. Like, how could you not? I know. Send you her hear stories. that stuff. And it's her job. It's her job to know that stuff and to play the requests of I the, of the mere who mortals who yeah. are entering the Magic Castle. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what the Magic Castle is, it's a house of magic where That's you it. go in yeah. and there's food and it's great. Great food. And then there's just magicians and magicians performing crazy magic. And really good drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, speaking of first apartments... Uh, I figured, honestly, that we would just talk about apartment stuff yeah. uh, whenever we weren't talking about the episode. 
Correct. So we can go. We can talk about our first apartments and then talk about Cordelia's second apartment, and mm-hmm. then we can talk about our second apartments yeah. and ongoing. Great. My yep. first apartment was. Um, you can see the back of it if you're driving down 101. There's a giant wall with these like purple flowers that are coming over it right after you exit Western mm-hmm. or Santa Monica. I think it's a Santa Monica exit. So you're right. on Santa Monica and Western. You get onto 101 South. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since I'm from Northern California, I now fluctuate between the 101 and just 101. What do you say? I say the, the in terms of yeah. the one. I say the. Okay. But then my parents tease me about it and they're like, he's a Californian Damn now. Because they don't. In, in New Hampshire, you just say to 95. Got it. Not the 95. Yeah. yeah. Also, in like New Hampshire, you can just be like, I'm going to Connecticut. <laughs> right? <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my first apartment, the most Cordelia-ish, besides like the having a, a spirit that was haunting you, which we should get into in a minute. Yes. But um, I lived in a, a, a friend of mine who was an actress, an Australian actress, would go back and forth, and she had a room, but the room was just a undressed mattress mm-hmm. on a floor, and that's where I lived when I was a PA on Star Trek. Oh, so wait, that was your first apartment? No, that was like my third Oh, apartment. that was your most Cordelia. I remember this, when yeah. you were on Star Trek. Yeah, and all I did was sleep and then go back to Star Trek. Yeah. Because it's long movie shoot hour days, and... Anyone listening who thinks that the life of making movies in Hollywood is glamorous, it's incredibly you're a liar. not. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we love it. Well, no, not the lifestyle per se, but that Spock movies. stunt, that stunt where Spock is jumping into the lava. We were there until eight in the morning, and it was probably three seconds of. How is that so difficult? Because you needed to try it a lot of times. Okay. <laughs> My first apartment was behind 101. Uh, I didn't have cockroaches at that point. What I did have were uh, a lot of Denny long legs because one of my roommates who <laughs> held over the apartment. I, 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 uh, this is Brian Kane's old apartment. Oh. So for any robot teammate fans listening out there. Yeah, classic uh, Brian Kane. Now I lives shared, in Kentucky. Yep, yep. Which you can visit. Yeah. Uh, a few hours drive from New Hampshire. <laughs> a few hours drive from New Hampshire, right? Probably like 20 hours drive. What? That long? It's not close. I can get to Arizona in six hours. Arizona. It's closer. Wow. America is weirdly shaped. Yeah. Get it together, America. Kentucky's like the Tighten middle, up. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. New Hampshire's the the bitter north. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I lived in that apartment that had a lot of daddy long legs in one day. Most poisonous spider in nature. Oh, yeah, and they can't bite but us. But they can't bite you. Yeah, they can't break our skin. Yeah, they were cursed with the most poison, but just tiny little mouth pincers. Wow, just like us and our creativity, but then we have to type on a little keyboard to get stories out. Oh, it's so hard. We are the daddy long legs of the artistic world. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense. We should just go back to... Campfires is my belief. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm down oral tradition. Yeah. It's a lot easier. It is. You have to write it down. It's a lot more environmentally friendly, right? Mm, it Not is. as much paper waste. Yep. Not as much waste from the entertainment industry where, you know, they have people working until seven in the morning wasting no. a bunch of electricity to Absolutely shoot a three not. second Vulcan in a, <laughs> in a volcano. <laughs> a Vulcan in a volcano. You just did it. So you did the oral version of it and took you no time. What was your budget for that? No budget. Exactly. Just my rent at my apartment. <laughs> 
So there's one day where we had to kill all the daddy long legs, and there were like a hundred of them. It was disgusting. So we were just going around spraying poison at them to kill them because there were so many. It was one day my roommate and I looked up, and we realized that all the corners of all the walls were spiders. <laughs> which is the most ter- Which is, if you've never had that experience, never have it. Please, because it's a horrible experience. Uh, it was like a Lord of the Rings. It was a, specifically a hobbit. <laughs> Like Merkwood situation. <laughs> because uh, of their smaller spiders. There's, yeah, but there was. Lord so of the Rings is just one big one. <laughs> uh, but uh, later got infested by fleas, which I found out because our washing machine and dryer were outside in our backyard, which again was the wall to the 101. <laughs> uh, and I looked down one day and there were like 12 fleas on my body. And I was just like, great, <laughs> it is time to move. I, we had fleas because our next door neighbors were adopting dogs because they were getting money from the dog pound people to have dogs. So they had like 30 dogs and just yell at them all the time. And they all had fleas and they were just collecting that money. Oh so, my God. Uh, yeah. But I could see the Hollywood sign from my apartment. So the dream stayed alive. <laughs> and then my little, my little uh, ghost story about that was one night I was staying up because I was writing sample coverage for a development intern position at Vertigo Entertainment. They did, like, How to Train Your Dragon, Lego Movie, stuff like that. Uh, and I heard some rustling, and I was like, oh, this is like a giant raccoon. So I go outside, and keep in mind, I lived in Hollywood, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I walk outside, and there's a guy breaking into my neighbor's car. Oh, my and I'm just, goodness. And if you've ever seen me or look at my profile picture stuff on Twitter, you know that I'm not an intimidating man in any stretch of imagination. And I was like, hey, you! Get out of here! <laughs> and he bolted, and I've never felt stronger in my entire life. Nice. Yeah, I felt like Captain America, just like at the beginning when he like gets out of the machine and is like running after the guy. That's who amazing. Shot the you, you solved the situation with your words. With my words, exactly. It was a Picard. It was more of a Janeway because it was intimidating. It was just like okay, great. Wow. But yeah, so that can give you a little bit of context as to what Cordelia was going through yes. when she was hopping through apartments. There's Doyle's strange suggestions of staying with him. Mm-mm. Shady. Shady. Doyle, we don't know. Doyle's need shady. Like when you rewatch Angel, there's some people who are like, Doyle's the best. And then sometimes you're like, he's got things about him, but ultimately not the best. I, yeah. Sorry, Doyle, for all those Doyle people out there. It's a product of a time that wasn't a good product. <laughs> yes. Uh, not the character himself, but just that type of humor. And that, like, jokey, like, not comforting, yeah, not safe space situation. Exactly. Uh, it almost feels like that's, like, a 90s sitcom trope. Yeah. There was a show recently, there was a sci-fi show, I forget what it was, because I didn't watch it, because it looked terrible. But there was, like, a moment where, like, she has to go into people's minds or something. It was, like, a source mm-hmm. code thing. Yeah. And then she was, like, I have to wear a skin-tight suit. And they're, like, well, you could have been naked. Like, the two, like, scientists... And then she's like, if I get trapped in there, what do I say? What's the password out or whatever? And, like, the one Indian guy, everyone was like, representation. And I was like, not this kind. We don't want this kind. Where he was like, it's like, it was something like, say Ashwin's the sexiest or whatever. She's like, then I guess I'm trapped. And I was just like, ew. I left this behind in 96. (laughs) I left this humor behind because it's not funny and you're all terrible human beings. Ugh. Also, that's not how people speak. So you're a bad writer. Represent the world. Thank you. And Doyle wasn't as bad as that. Nope, not Still at all. wasn't good, but he wasn't as bad as that. But anyway, this episode is fantastic. It was written yep. by Jane Espenson. Absolutely. Which is super duper, 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 duper. 
And I, like you said, Omar, this is the real first episode of Angel. This is where the mission is clear. Cordelia is, the writing is good. The voices are there. The situation is amazing. Scary guys, which is a very important thing to talk about. But also, it should be said that, like, Buffy does a very good job covering scary guys very Mm. well. Like we talked about in our last Investigating Angel. It's a little different. In Angel, because it's guy versus, it's like Angel is beating up guys. But I feel like this is the first one where we're touching upon, like, the loneliness Mm -hmm. that, like, we get that sense of in the title sequence. Yeah. Uh, That sort of despair, not just with Cordelia and her Hollywood story, which I personally find very compelling because we're kind of living it. Yeah. Um, And she's the character that people, that young folk moving to L.A. connect through. Yes, absolutely. Uh, But also the ghost stories. In this episode, are this? It's a cool paranormal story that is also very emotional, mm-hmm. and of course, it's a Jane Spencer episode. <laughs> you right. know, yeah, because Buffy did ghost stuff, but did it? I mean, there was the ghost in the school. Did it ever really do like haunted house? Not yet. Yeah, because I love the the first face pushing yeah. out of the wall moment where you're just like, yeah, okay. One of my favorite effects. <laughs> One of my favorite effects in the history of cinema and TV is cut to same color latex. (laughs) Like, I think that it's just so brilliant. And, like, every time I see a CGI face in anything, I'm always like, why? Just Mm -hmm. do the, like, put a giant fabric up and just have a PA lean forward. (laughs) And press his face. And double their food stipend for the day. Like, that's, Mm -hmm. that's your cost. Yeah. But the, so, yeah. The episode, Cordelia finally lands on an apartment after going through a ton of crappy apartments, and she gets a place, and it's so perfect, and the rent is oh, so what's cheap. what's that one with the creepy guy? Which the one? really creepy guy? Do you remember that? Where he's like, I'm just down the hall. Oh, yeah. That's like a legitimate experience that I had. Yeah. Looking with, for apartments. With that, uh, the landlord? The, that... With a landlord that was insinuating that he was going to be looking in on me. Ooh. And I was just like, Nope. <laughs> I will not be living in Pico Robertson right now. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to anyway. There's not really there's like Carl's Jr. That Starbucks cars keep hitting that Starbucks. Do you know what I'm talking about? Just cars so... consistently hit the Starbucks because it's just poorly placed. It's. I don't think it's poorly placed. I think it's placed in a, in a street corner. I think it's a pretty <laughs> safe place to put a Starbucks to put anything. Cars just for some reason just want to get that Doheny traffic. Keep crashing into it. Uh, But anyhow, Cordelia finds out pretty quickly that her perfect room, her room with a view, is has a few ghosts. (laughs) Two specifically. Two specific ghosts. Yeah. Uh, Dennis and his mother. What was the name of the mother? What was her name? Uh, If Zack Snyder wrote this, it would have been Martha. Maude Pearson. Maude. Maude. Yeah, Maude Pearson, who we think is, and she is the main ghost. Then it turns out, spoiler alert, that she was so afraid that her son was experiencing romance Yeah, that she bricked him into the wall and he suffocated to death. Here's what, so I come from a small town and we have a lot of like paranormal stories. Okay. But a lot of them are either so fun, like the time that someone saw a monkey on Montgomery Hill and we never stopped talking about it. 
Was there a monkey? Was there not? We don't know, but we tell people there was a monkey. Right. And then other ones that's just like these weird animals or like something where like someone swore they saw like a thunderbird or something at one point. Mm -hmm. Just like stuff like that. If we have like any ghosty stuff, it's like like super old. But in LA, I've noticed everywhere has at least three ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that's like a very distinctly LA thing that I've noticed. That just spirits... Feel. And that also, there's, there's a lot of kind. unfulfillment here. Like, yeah, Winchester, Virginia, they've got a lot of ghosts because of the Civil War. Mm-hmm. They traded uh, sides more often, uh, more times than there were days in the Civil War. So they had a lot of unrest. So there are soldiers and stuff. But I feel like in LA, you get a lot of this crazy people ghosts mm-hmm. that, like, the crazies don't leave. Right. Like, bricking up, like, destroying your son's body because you were afraid that he was having romantic feelings. Oh my goodness. How grim. That moment where she finally patches up the spackle and yep. puts the painting on it, and then it's just like, Ugh. Yeah. Because I, suffocation is something I find incredibly terrifying. Suffocation, no, no breathing. breathing. <laughs> don't give a what? If I cut my arm bleeding? That was the censored version. Don't yeah. give a what? Don't give a what? Or they just did the record scratch on some radios. Don't okay. give a what? And yeah. like, yeah, thank you so much. Look. You cleaned up the message about suicide. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was just a intense suicide metal song. It's just about wanting to kill yourself. Yeah. Or just self-harm. I don't know. Was it about... It, no, Take My Life was a lyric. Yeah, it's definitely about... Losing my sight, losing my mind. Wish somebody would tell me I'm fine. Wow, that's a cry for help. It's crying for help. That's a literal cry for help. Wish somebody would tell me I'm fine. I'm running and I'm crying. <laughs> Is that Papa Roach guy okay? Did anyone check in on him? <laughs> we should. Like, we were I too busy mocking the song that we never... He wrote... Like, they wrote that. They wrote those words down, and they were adults when they wrote them. Yeah. And then they became famous, and... And everyone paid them money to keep singing it. Yeah, we should make sure those Papa Roach guys are okay. We'll check hashtag Roach be okay? Ha- uh, hashtag don't... Don't... Fumigate the roaches? No, I don't, I mean, I don't this know. one is not going to be. It's not gonna, don't make this a tag. <laughs> but we should find out if those guys are okay. Yeah, we'll check in on I'm them. sure that they're fine. I bet they were, you know, speaking to the condition, but had it under control themselves. Yeah. Have you ever lived in a place that had definite ghost stories? Like, defined people knew that there were a ghost situation? Well, the main ghost thing that I experienced was the Bracken Fern in Arrowhead, California, which I may or may not have oh, mentioned yes. on the podcast Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, before. but I don't think you've mentioned on an Investigating Angel yet. Okay, so if you may or may not know, I'm part of a musical improv group called Robot Teammate. We perform in varied, uh, in varied circumstances, and one of those circumstances is a, a haunted brothel that is up in the Lake Arrowhood Mount... Uh, Arrowhead. Did I say that wrong? Arrowhead. Arrowhead. Arrowhood. Jesus. Arrowhood. Oh, wow. Arrowhead would be cool. Because that's just arrow. Yeah. Arrowhood. So in the Arrowhead Mountains, Bugsy Siegel, who was a gangster who helped found Vegas, he created a brothel and a speakeasy where people could drink during Prohibition, and he ran his gangster operations out of there, and there was a lot of death in those houses. Mm -hmm. One particular death was that Bugsy had a... There was a guy that crossed Bugsy, one of his boys, Mm -hmm. and Bugsy killed the guy, however you do, you know, you put his shoes in cement, you sleep him with the fishes, whatever Bugsy Siegel did to kill gangsters who wronged him, he did it to this guy. His girlfriend, who was one of the prostitutes of 
the bracken fern, was so distraught by his death, it is said, that she killed herself in the bracken fern, wow. in her room. Now, at the bracken fern, each room is named for the girl that worked in the particular room, and there's always Violet's room. And I always stay in Violet's room just because I found that interesting mm -hmm. and was curious as to if I would experience anything. And I don't think Violet's there anymore, but she was for a while. And then they said that they brought like a medium in who detected that Violet's not there mm -hmm. anymore. But I definitely experienced Violet. It was not incredibly tangible. It wasn't like all of a sudden like the clock started mm -hmm. spinning. But you could just kind of feel something. Mm -hmm. Like I could just sort of feel that she was there. I remember there were two beds in it and I just had this vision in my head. But I didn't see it physically, but I just felt like she was sitting on the edge of the bed, just like looking at me. Mm -hmm. And then I think she was afraid because I would try to talk about like, oh, well, Violet's my friend. And she's like, oh, this is moving a little too quickly. <laughs> exactly. But it wasn't like a phantom dentist situation where like, you know, they would get the remote for me. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? What, what, is your, what are your thoughts on ghosts? What do you think ghosts are? Um, I do not have confirmed thoughts. I would say that I haven't had enough of a literal, tangible experience to be like, wow, oh my goodness, ghosts, ghosts, ghosts. Mm -hmm. So real. But I do believe in the spirit and the essence of some kind of intangible, unscientific energy that's sitting within us, mm -hmm. a soul or a whatever it is, whatever, whatever that is. I don't have a specifically defined assigned thing to it, but I do think that there is something and the idea of lingering spirits definitely is something I think is likely. Yeah. What about yourself? I very, it's, this is going to be a boring response. I have a very similar feeling. Mm -hmm. uh, I have only had one ghost experience in my life. In Boston, when I was staying in oh, uh, yeah. in JP in Jamaica Plains, and uh, and I was laying in bed in this very old, this beautiful house, but it's this old house, uh, and I was in this like room upstairs, like one of the, the with the Coraline roofs, you know, mm -hmm. that are like you, I, someone of my height is gonna knock their head, right? And I kept making jokes about it being a ghost girl room, and uh, I was sleeping in just the room by myself, and there were like my friends across the hallway. And one morning after finishing Luke Cage, uh, unrelated, just so very recent. Yeah, it's very recent to give you a time frame. Mm -hmm. uh, I awoke to a person uh, that I could instantly tell was like a young girl, like standing on the bed behind me, and I could tell exactly how much she weighed because of how much she was like pressing down the bed. Jeez. And then she laid down behind me. And I was so, like, terrified I couldn't move. Uh, and, I f like, I felt the bed frame. I heard the bed frame creak. Like, I, like I, everything, yeah. the, the environment was reacting to this presence. Lay behind me, and then she put an arm around me. And my first thought was, like, no one can walk in the room right now because this is not my fault. <laughs> it's like, this is inappropriate. This little dead girl should, dead or not, you're invading my personal space. Please do not lay behind me. And that these are the thoughts that are coming in my head where I was just like, no, 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 no. You're a little girl. Like, you need to, if you, you'll find, you'll one day find a wonderful ghost boy to cuddle you. But you, right now, this is, I am uh, uh, a nearly 30-year-old man. This is not good. Um, and then, and, then and she so, left. 
like held me and like cuddled me to like and then like as she was getting comforted she started to dissipate behind me and i felt like the pressure of her arm disappear and then as she was disappearing i was so stressed that i started to black out and as i was black because i was just like so like i couldn't move and i was like paralyzed that as this was happening i was like hey you know about magic stuff think about something to break this like get out of it get out of it and then i saw hermione granger from the movies so emma watson uh, screaming Expelliarmus, and then I woke up. Whoa! So, and I know that it could have been sleep deprivation and stuff like that. Yeah. But when people talk about ghost experiences, like that was mine. Like I fully accept that that might have been a psychological trick of my head. It could be. Because I was thinking so about could ghost this all stuff. Be. Yeah, but I was like, but if there are ghost experiences, that's that was yours. That was mine. But wow. My grander experience is that, like you're saying, of it, it's a splash of someone's essence. Mm-hmm. Like it's not so much like my parents have seen, like have had ghost experiences. My mom was a nurse in England. Mm-hmm. She's still a nurse now, but she was a nurse in England when she lived there. And in the children's ward, the children, different children, would report seeing a knight walking above their beds. So they brought in a historian, and the historian was looking at the hospital and said, "That's so crazy." This land used to be at this exact level. There's no way the kids could have known that. And that they actually dug it out for like World War II purposes or something and then settled the land. So the hospital is built on a lower land base. So the second story or something where the children are was actually the original like land level. And so that's where the knight would have walked. And so, I, and I don't think it's like the knight is like doomed to forever, like fully consciously. I think that's. Something like the night had a purpose and was like mm-hmm. there, and then that purpose stuck around, or like right. that moment or energy, which is why I also believe that anytime you're occupying a space, try to fill it with good memories mm-hmm. because those can get stuck. Yeah. So, do you think that the the reason that Dennis doesn't pass is because he he wants? So, if Maude was not a good mother to Dennis, yes, killed him, took his life, he never got to have. You might imagine that that relationship was always pretty abusive. Yes. At least very emu- emotionally abusive, maybe more so, and that Dennis never had a nurturing figure mm-hmm. in his life. We have no idea what's the deal with the father. No. But we know that his mother killed him. He's just and not, so yeah. do we think that so the mother she is, you know, sent to the next realm. She's mm-hmm. broken from the house, but then Dennis remains. And then, of course, that becomes a very fun element of Angel. That's something that Buffy never did exactly. Having a fun ghost roommate is unique to oh, Angel. I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Phantom Dennis is very unique to Cordy on Angel. And so do you think that Dennis, what I'm trying to roundaboutly get around to here is, is Dennis staying around because he never really got to have a true friend in the world. And now he has Cordelia, who's this, who saved him. Mm-hmm. And that he kind of sort of projects her in like a nurturing motherly, motherly way. I think so. Yeah. Because here's my thing about ghosts. Uh, and I, I, I was working out ghost stuff in the, that script I was telling you about the pilot, like the mm-hmm. paranormal pilot thing, where it's like, Ghosts can't be real because then there would just be all ghosts everywhere. <laughs> there would be so so many people have passed away that there would just be ghosts all the time. It would yeah. be like a Doctor Who Cyberman situation where it's like, there's <laughs> a lot of them. Oh uh, my God. But I think that here's my thing about like when people are just like, this person passed away and like they're still here. And I'm like, I think it's more of an essence thing because 
wouldn't technically you i accept that in an afterlife situation and we're just talking hypothetically here so we can feel free to chat about it i feel like it is a possibility if you're existing outside of the laws of life that you can be every experience you've had at once like every personality ever like you i just accept that in an extra dimensional sense yeah, you could be, I can be four-year-old Omar, I can be 17-year-old Omar, I can be 19-year-old Omar, all at the same time. Yeah. Whereas ghosts tend to be just one thing, one sense of something, right? One moment of someone, or one sense of someone, or one aspect of someone. Okay, yeah. And I think that Dennis was such a good person in his heart that he was able to protect and hold on to his caring uh, and hospitable element or personality mm-hmm. uh, or aspect and that's what got stuck so it wasn't four-year-old dennis right mm-hmm. it wasn't like angsty dennis the menace dennis from his like youth or whatever it was i think him getting holed up and experiencing all the stuff with his mom he was like i no one should be like this and no one should have to go through what i went through so this almost like selfless dennis is the ghost roommate we have I love that. I think yeah. it's a wonderful invention. Yeah, that's very, I like that. Because it's also, like, and I, I feel like almost if it wasn't Cordelia and it was someone else, maybe he would have passed on mm-hmm. because that aspect wouldn't have had anything to latch on to. Right. But I think that Dennis does because Cordelia is in such a terrible situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And she gets to have a roommate, but I love the, uh, do you have a roommate? Yeah, but I never see him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the angel one-liners are so much more schlocky yeah. than Buffy's, yeah. and I love them for that. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like, Angel will throw a vampire out a window, and then they'll burn up, and you'll be like, what's wrong? Too much sun? And you're like, <laughs> you know that's what's You did that for that reason. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> oh, I love it. Um one thing we should also address about this episode is it it touches on the who Cordelia was in high school yes. element, which has began to disappear in this show. A little bit of the Queen C. We got a taste in the pilot. Mm-hmm. In City of. Yeah. And that, over the course of Angel, and it's already begun, even in the five episodes that you've seen so far, if you're watching this for the first time... Cordelia is a different character on this show. Yeah. She still has, she's still the same person, but she's, she changes as life goes on. Mm-hmm. People change. It's kind of like a regeneration. Like it yes. is sort of like a Doctor Who regeneration in a way. Exactly. As you listening to this right now have certainly gone through changes as well, especially moving to a new city, embarking on a new adventure. You know what I really like about, now that you're saying this, it's, it's making me realize one thing I really like about Angel mm-hmm. is that. Because they go to a different city, yeah. Angel and Cordelia, uh, and maybe some folks down the road, get a chance to enter another stage of life. The product of television uh, is kind of weird because you get... St- so in Sunnydale, Buffy, Willow, Oz, Xander, mm-hmm. uh, don't, and Giles, they can change a little bit. And they do. They develop, and it's one of... And Buffy... Uh, especially at the time, was such a daring show to change their yeah. characters so much mm-hmm. because that's not a thing you do in TV. Right. But they still have a limit. They st- they're still an asymptote to how much they can change because mm-hmm. you don't want to get outside the psycho- psychology of TV. And if Cordelia had stayed in Buffy, 
I feel like she would have moved a little bit, but it wouldn't have been like this. Right. I feel like this is like they really got to refresh the character and let her enter her 20s confidently, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. like really explore adult Cordelia. I feel like Buffy going forward is is adult Buffy, but it's still like Buffy. It's, yeah. it's more of just like teenage Buffy that we've watched going through more stuff. And I feel like I the agree. entrance yeah. into adulthood is way more jarring and makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Where like people who were like insanely irresponsible and were like crazy people back in high school, like when they hit adulthood, like messaged me and were just like, hey, I'd love to grab a cup of coffee and just apologize for like how terrible I was in high school. Wouldn't have never, like, nothing, and there was no, like, I never was, like, angry about that or whatever. I never even voiced anything. Like, I was pretty chill in high school. But they felt the need to do that because their brain chemistry had just become an adult, mm-hmm. had flipped. Yeah. And I love that we get to do that with Cordelia. Let's do it. Yeah, I want to go ahead. Good line. Yeah. So in that, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I really like, I, I love the fact that Cordy has this story. Like, I think that this story also identifies that very well. Mm-hmm. And then it shows us, it reminds us that that was her too. Yeah. And that this person that's new that we're seeing can also have been that person. Yeah. And that elements of that personality still come through and that that's okay. Yeah. And I that's agree. okay. Because uh, people are, sometimes people are mean in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I just really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So before we get caught here in the Central Library, any other quick lightning round crazy Apartment stories you'd like to share? Uh, yeah, crazy apartment stories to share. Um, met my first dog friend that I lived with, but then the dog started to just kind of like crap outside of my door and in my sure. bed when I wasn't there. And I don't know if that was a sign, like some communication of friendship. I don't know. <laughs> um, I left you a gift. Yeah, crazy. Uh, the. Not that she was crazy. It was just that she would say that word all the time. Margot, of course. She'll, oh, yeah. She'll never know. Oh, I miss yeah. Margot. Yeah. I used to have a roommate, a French girl named Margot. She was hilarious. She just lived a crazy, dramatic life and would come home and just be like, oh, I cannot believe what happened to me today. And then, yeah, it was just so great. Man, I missed. Yeah. You have like a defense against the dark arts, like. I do. Around uh, <laughs> Lazy apartment. Susan in your apartment. Yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I've been here since Bess and I lived here. Bess and I, uh, she was the assistant to Dan Mendel on uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. And we lived here at this apartment that we're recording this in right now. I've probably had five different roommates in here. Wow. And you had a tree from Star Trek. I did. I did. But uh, other crazy roommate stories. Nothing that immediately boils to the surface. My apartment uh, roommates I've always been very, very fortunate with. Um, But in terms of living in L.A., when I lived in an apartment across from your current apartment, yes, yes, there was a uh, not a basement because I don't have those in LA because of earthquakes, but there was a ground underneath the apartment that apparently was a cockroach nest. So mm. one summer, it was a Cordelia situation, ah, and it was terrifying. Uh, that was taken care of, and then shortly afterwards, I was moving out and got sued by my landlord for moving out. You want to know the rub of this, guys? I lost. I lost the case, and not because I didn't represent myself very well. The judge was just a jerk, and he started the trial with, I know that L.A. is usually pro-tenant, but I'm going to be keeping a very open mind in this case, and I was just like, well, I'm in a lot of trouble. 
Jeez. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that was a crazy situation. And then lived in an apartment complex that used to be a director's compound where there was a ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, wow. But I never personally experienced it, but people told me that they had experienced ghost stuff, and it's from a very sad story, very Ellie story. Oh, jeez. That's the apartment that I buried dice in, so that at one point, some dice will melt in the walls when they turn on the fireplace. Cool. <laughs> and I'm excited for them to have that adventure. Um, and then, that's it. Yeah, and the current apartment I'm in, I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, yeah, no, uh, no issues whatsoever with that. But I, I mean, mm-hmm. up until now, I have had Cordelia experiences. Right. I got sued for moving out. I didn't break a contract. I just got sued for moving out. <laughs> One of the, the aspects of it was emotional damage <laughs> from moving out. Jeez, that you inflicted the emotional damage. Yeah. Oh my. Because God. I wanted to move out. That is so weird. And I didn't even, I didn't flip out. I just informed the landlord I'll be moving out on our month-to-month agreement. I gave the official notice. Uh, uh, the law. The law. Also, just you know, in L.A., they have to give you your security deposit back within 21 days. Okay. So if you don't get your security deposit back in 21 days, you can actually press that in small claims if you mm-hmm. want. Okay, that's so, good to know. So you can sue. <laughs> You can sue. Uh, All right. Well, that's our first bell, which means we got to run. But first, before we do that, we got to give you guys our L.A. advice, which we learned from this episode. So, Chris, what's your L.A. advice that you gleaned from this episode? L.A. advice is just because it seems like a good apartment, maybe think about it a little bit longer. Not just on is this a good location, does the people in the building itself seem like they're the people I want to run into at the laundry room, but also is the person that I'm going to be legally signing a lease with someone that might, I don't know, go crazy or... Then try to kill you. Try to kill you, maybe trap you in a wall. Think about it. Just Mm -hmm. a little bit longer. Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Don't see it with like rose-colored glasses, right? Yeah, just because you get your first apartment doesn't mean you're supposed to stay there. Yeah, that's great. Uh, My LA advice would be to get a room with a view. It's Mm. really easy in LA not to, and you get boxed in. My current apartment doesn't look out really to anything. Uh, And I highly recommend just sticking it out for you to get a view of something. Mm. Uh, Because I think that's very important. Because living in a small box can freak out your human brain and unless you're going outside all the time it's a lot to take in so just try to look i feel like you have a pretty good view from yours you can see the the hill i do i can see the runyon peak yeah mine at least has a very nice night sky so that's great i like to look up in the night sky which is very nice great so to view to me yeah so keep an eye out for that view (laughs) all right and that's the bell which means that they've now realized that we are here we're here in the central library so we got to run we got to give them their homework real quick we got to give them their homework really quick and after the music of course Mm -hmm. we'll be reading your homework from last week Mm -hmm. uh so please feel free to answer that uh hashtag ssg homework but uh i was thinking um unless you also had we could assign multiple assignments Mm -hmm. that i'm curious all of you out there what are your apartment and ghost stories i love it if it's an apartment with a ghost story even better that yes if they're separate and you want to share both that's fine too yeah and you can take up multiple tweets if you need to if you Mm -hmm. need to post on our facebook page because it's going to take paragraphs please we're gonna read them yeah we're gonna read them so thank you so much for doing your homework again you want to hashtag that ssg homework so we can find it and we Mm -hmm. can read it 
Uh, all right, Chris, where can they find you, speaking of social medias? Hello, everyone. I'm Chris Bermonti. You can find me as a Montioc on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, or hosting The Gauntlet on Hyper RPG's Twitch channel every Thursday at 6.30. You can find me with Robot Teammate. That's Robot Teammate on Twitter is probably the best way you can find the new information. A musical improv group that performs on the Geek and Sundry Twitch on Fridays and is going to be performing our new uh, original intergalactic intergalympics space race musical turbulence at the hollywood fringe festival coming in june nice you looking can find me forward here. to it and you can find us at WhedonCon on yep. may 20th with a panel with also awesome buffy podcast that you should check out hellmouth so excited about it 11 30 saturday morning it's a primo spot mm-hmm. if you're in la please swing by because WhedonCon is a blast it's really really cool mm-hmm. it's like WonderCon and comic-con boiled down to just joss whedon stuff yeah. and it's not crowded like you're not going to be sweating it out it's nope. a really pleasant experience and it you're going to just see you'll just be walking uh to the bathroom and you'll bump into the mayor yeah that's just that's a WhedonCon <laughs> experience yeah. uh and we will be there we'll be there a lot of the time mm-hmm. uh, so please find us how about you Omar you can find me at Omar Najam on Twitter I also have an improv team we perform all the time at uh, UCB Sunset as well as at the clubhouse if you want to see when our shows are coming up you can check out Swimming Lessons Improv on Facebook uh, and you can check out anything and everything Sunnydale Study Group related at SSG Podcast again that's at SSG Podcast on Twitter Sunnydale Study Group on Instagram Sunnydale Study Group on Facebook and I gotta make a special plug for this because it's a project very near and dear to my heart youtube.com slash geeks currently running Nerdy Worms where we are making movies together twice a month. It's not hard. It's fun. We're going, we're do, we just take a prompt and we make a fun short film and we enjoy each other's short films and we just do it again and again because making movies exercises your brain and that's important. So make your own puzzles and solve them, guys. That's what movie making is. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll be back next week in Sunnydale with, oof, a good one. Yeah. A very good episode. Mm-hmm. So make sure to tune in for that. Uh, but we'll be back up north. And until then, guys, pack up your bags, pack up your books. We'll see you then.